welcome back to the Swish Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake. Jake, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back. How are you? I'm doing great. And today we have a special guest interview with Rangers left-handed pitcher Wes Benjamin. What's going on, Wes? Thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. How are you? Thanks for having me, Jake. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, great to meet you too. So we're ready to start asking some questions. So the first question is, what got you interested in baseball? Ooh, um, I just played a lot of sports when I was younger. Um, I, I basically, I wanted to just be out of the house and run around as much as I could. Um, a lot of my friends were playing baseball and basically whatever season it was, was the sport I was interested in. So found out I was a little bit better at baseball than some of the other ones. And I kind of took a liking to it then and, and, and ran with it from there, I guess. Our next question is similar to that. What made you become a pitcher and did you play other positions growing up? Ooh, so yeah, so I'm left-handed. So a lot of first basemen are usually lefties. Yeah. Um, any, anywhere in the outfield, I could use my arm a little bit because um, I, I did have a little bit of a stronger arm for my age, I think, uh, especially growing up. But I, I like the pressure. I like to be in the you know the main type of situation. My, my mom always hated that. They, she always wanted me to maybe not have to worry about dealing with the, the consequences that come with that. But um, I wanted to, to have the ball, so... Uh, I thought being a pitcher was probably the best spot for me, and it's turned out well so far. Kind of sticking on the topic of pitchers, were there any pitchers watching kind of took from them and try to model your game after them? Yeah, so, well, growing up, so I was a huge Cubs fan. I'm from Chicago, so growing up, I, everything Cubs was all it was for me. Um, I, Kerry Wood was my favorite my favorite player, uh, big right-handed pitcher. He struck out, I think, the, the record number of strikeouts in a game, 20 or 21 or something like that. And, uh, and watching his, uh, uh, all of his outings as a Cub was really fun. I used to wear number 34. Uh, I had a good time watching him. And just the way he, he his mental presence on the mound is, is a big deal. So I, I always thought that was something really good to emulate after. Our next question is that you attended the University of Kansas. So what made that big decision to attend there? And was it a very tough decision for you? Yeah, so um, I, I love the atmosphere there at Kansas. It's a great, great school. Uh, it had the major I was looking for, which is pre-physical therapy. So that's I, I've been hurt before, so I knew that that kind of profession was something maybe I could go down uh, in a future path. And I think that um, the, the main selling point to me was the coaching staff. They were great coaches there, and uh, they, they were telling me I could pitch right away. So I was like, I took them right up on the offer, and, and that was – anxious to get a chance to kind of prove myself so I think that was the main part in, in going there for me and um, I loved it I had a great time there those guys are great what was just your whole overall experience there throughout the four years you, you pitched there yes yeah, so I, I pitched there for three years I got lucky enough to get drafted my junior year um, I actually had Tommy John a surgery my last year as a junior so um, it, it, was a, it was a good time I mean you, you build lifelong friends uh, as a as a collegiate athlete and uh, you meet so many people everywhere you go um, and, and being able to, to start that grind of getting used to professional baseball where you're traveling constantly place to place every week and figuring out how to uh, prepare yourself for games in a different uh, state, different area, no sleep. Sometimes you got to test the next day. There's a lot of stress going on. So um, it, was, it was a fun experience for sure. And I think being able to, um, harness that together was a, was definitely a, a, a big key for me I think figuring that out especially in, in terms of leading into um, a minor league career and then a major league career 
So speaking of your Tommy John sur surgery, what was your rehab process like? Oh man, so I know I, I'm just gonna throw it out right now. There's kind of a, a rumor, I don't wanna say rumor, but like some sort of uh, myth that, you know, guys who get Tommy John surgery are gonna throw harder, so everyone should get it. And that's not the case. So I, <laughs> this, is a, this is a last kind of resort option for guys who are, who are hurt. Um, tear your your ulnar collateral ring and i'll show you guys right here i got a scar that's from here to here i don't know if you guys can see it or not it looks like a big yeah, smiley kind face of, kind of yeah, yeah. yeah so so basically it's a it was a full 18 months i had to, of rehab basically so i spent about um four uh i want to say four to six weeks uh really starting right off the bat at the university of kansas where i couldn't do anything I was just in this. I was just in a cast, and I could. I had trouble showering. Like it's just tough because you're you're so limited with your arm. And I think being able to uh, then go from then on, it took me, I don't know, nine or ten months before I could even pick up a baseball again. So it's it's a long road ahead. And then the years after that, you really have to remember how to throw. So it was a is a very difficult task to try and get a hold of. What you said before with the myth that you throw harder, that really reminded me of Rookie of the Year. Like, what, after he hurt his arm, yeah. he would just say, I wish that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that worked. It just, like, it made that kind of, like, slingshot noise, and as soon as he reared back and started throwing, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And <laughs> so, like, going back to 2014, we're drafting the fifth round by the Rangers. So what was it like, your name called, and what was it like getting the call? Oh, it was awesome. So I actually, um, I was out running. I didn't want to have anything in my head thinking that maybe I could get drafted. I didn't, I, as much as I wanted to, the stress and pressure was just kind of getting to me. So I figured, uh, I would go for a run to kind of clear my head and then probably a block down the road I, of the street I lived on, my phone started buzzing and I was freaking out. So I ran back home, um, got in front of my computer, my whole family gathered around and we finally heard my name on the monitor. It was just such a fun moment to be able to experience, like all the emotions, everything finally came out. Like, oh my gosh, I finally have the opportunity. It was just a fun moment. What was the transition to pro ball like from college? Ooh, so um, it's it's a lot different in the way that um, it's good. It's good and bad. So obviously you have school and college, right? So you got to think about all your schooling. You guys are in it too now. So being able to handle all your classwork. And I know sometimes you get really tired after that, but then going out and playing games is, is an entire thing entirely different from, um, you know, adding things on in your daily life. Like you want more downtime for yourself. So in baseball, it's like playing summer baseball. You basically can, all you, all you have to worry about is playing ball and that's your job, which is amazing. But it's also your, uh, whole livelihood. So sometimes you hang on, you know, good days and bad days meet bad days are a little bit more um, stressful than others. You know what I mean? So being able to, to handle those things is a lot more difficult than maybe playing in college. So you start to learn that right away. And then the next thing is bus trips, especially in the minor leagues. Sometimes you travel, you know, 12, 13 hour bus rides place to place and little to no sleep guys are blasting music. You know, it's, it's, it's learn. It's a quick learning curve. You got to get used to. I heard everybody loves when they get to the majors because they don't have to take the long bus rides anymore. 
<laughs> yeah, the plane rides make it a little bit easier. Yeah, those would be long trips from like coast to coast. Absolutely. You and the Rangers organization before you reached the majors, were there like any like, veteran guys who kind of gave you advice about pitching the pros? Yeah, I mean, usually when you first come in, you don't want to necessarily bother people because I'm sure a lot of people kind of get that, um, especially if they're very highly touted players. But I was fortunate enough to have a ton of guys that you get to kind of pick their brains. Like we had Mike Miner and, uh, and Lance Lynn and all these guys who you just ask a random question and they give you an answer. Even Kyle Gibson and Jordan Lyles, they'll, they'll some of the nicest people you'll ever meet and they'll be able to, you know, kind of give you an idea of what they've been through through their long careers. So they, we, we were very fortunate to have that with the Rangers. In August of 2020, you were called up to major leagues. So where were you when you got the call and what was that moment like for you and your family? I was in an apartment in, uh, in my, my little uh, taxi squad apartment I had over there in, in, in Dallas, Texas. And uh, basically it was just, uh, they, they had told me the night before, hey, there's a chance you might, you know, go get called up tomorrow. So I naturally didn't sleep at all. <laughs> I was freaking out. I was super excited. And, and being able to, uh, you know, finally get that call the next the next day, probably about three or four o'clock in the afternoon, they told me I had to race down to the stadium right away because the game was at like six o'clock. So I didn't have as much time to get prepared or get ready. I just threw on my clothes and went. Um, but I got to call my family, and, and that was such a cool moment, being able to talk to my, my parents and uh, my now wife and, and being able to tell her, um, you know, I finally, all the, the time we spent in the minor leagues was worth it and we made it up to the big leagues. So that was really cool. Were you like waiting for a while to finally get the call or if you were, you were just waiting for your phone to ring just to get that call? Oh yeah. Well, so, so I didn't sleep a whole lot the night before because I was so anxious. And then the next thing I know it's getting closer and closer to game time. So <laughs> I'm like looking at my phone, like, come on, please tell me, give me something. And then finally four o'clock rolled around and I had to hustle to the field. Cause I was, I was freaking out. I was afraid I was going to be late, but um, I was glad I finally got the, <laughs> the call. So like, what was it like playing in that MLB atmosphere? And like, just what was your whole rookie year like for you? Oh, it was fun. It was a little strange. I got to be honest without the crowd, yeah. Uh, the crowd noise that they kind of pumped into some games. So the first, my debut game uh, was against the Colorado Rockies. I'm sure you guys did your homework on that. But uh, so they, they basically had zero crowd noise. So you could hear a pin drop. You could hear what everyone was talking about in the bullpen. They're at, talking about what they're going to have for dinner the night after. And I'm just like up on the mount. I, I, it was crazy to me. It almost felt like a spring training game on the backfield. So um definitely kind of strange the whole aspect of it but i think uh it was a good um good learning experience good good year for me to get under my belt so that way hopefully we get more fans and stuff this year it'll be a lot more fun what are your goals for 2021 looking like um uh, to be honest it's just help the team however i can i know that's kind of a, a vague answer but i think just being able to um better my my repertoire I, I added a new new change up grip into my arsenal this year so i'm excited to use that and uh i think being able to you know just build off of last year i had really really decent numbers for my rookie year so i'm, I'm happy with that and i think being able to uh build off of that and, and hopefully get a, a lot more innings under my belt and, and 
and continue to, to prove my worth, I think. So that'll be fun for uh, for this year. As long as I get a shot, that's all I care about. Are you at spring training yet? Have you got there yet? I am. I just got down here. Can you can you tell? Do I look tanner? I was oh, okay. I was just in the freezing cold snow <laughs> in in Chicago. I just got down here uh, a couple of days ago, so I'm excited to finally actually be outside. Where are you guys at? You're on the East Coast. Yeah, we're in New York. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so you guys know the snow too. Oh, oh yeah, man. it's going like the most it has been for a while, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh jeez. You guys have to shovel or no? No, not really. <laughs> okay, good. So now, we're gonna, so now we're gonna move into a few, like some rapid fire questions. They're not just such questions. They're like stuff outside of sports. So the first one: What is your go-to pregame meal? Ooh, uh, minor leagues peanut butter and jelly. Now probably some sort of pasta. What's your favorite food? Chinese food. Fried favorite- rice. Wait, what's your favorite type of Chinese food? I'm going to follow up with that. I love Chinese Yeah, fri- chicken fried rice. There you yeah. go. What's your favorite hobby, like, outside of playing baseball? Ooh, cooking, actually. I really enjoy cooking stuff. Grilling, anything on the grill, big fan of that. What's your favorite sport other than baseball? Ooh. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say uh, either golf or soccer. One of those two. Uh, so what's your um, favorite sports movie? Favorite sports movie? the Sand- You can't go wrong with The Sandlot. I also like The Rookie, though, as, as a baseball pitcher movie. I would, I would say those are my two go-tos. What's your go-to pitch to throw in the 0-2 count or as regular? 0-2 count. Okay. Well, yeah, that depends. I'm going to say curveball, though. I think my curveball is really fun to throw. Do you have a favorite catcher throughout your career that you threw to that you just felt the most comfortable throwing to? I've been so yeah, I've been lucky. There's been a lot of really good catchers uh, in our organization that I've thrown to. Um, I've I've gotten to throw with Jose Trevino a lot through my career, so he just kind of gets me. He knows he knows what pitch I want to throw before I even want to throw. So it's really easy playing catch with him, and uh, so I'm excited to hopefully get to throw to him this year. What are your favorite pro teams growing up? What were they? Favorite pro teams. Okay, so I'm from Chicago, so I was a big Bears fan, big Cubs fan, um, Blackhawks fan. Uh, what else? What am I? What else am I missing? Can you guys tell me what? Uh, wait, so you said, wait, which one did you say again? I got Chicago Blackhawks, Chicago Bears, Chicago Cubs. Oh, Bulls, MJ, like an MJ. Fan? Chicago Bulls. Oh yeah, absolutely. Forgot NBA. Yeah. Bulls for sure. I had a big cardboard cutout at MJ in my room. He's like six, six, five, six, six cutout. It's like life size. Oh yeah. So now we actually have a couple of fan questions. A few people sent to be asked. So Jake, you could ask him the first one. This first one's from Ros- awesome. Rosner HC. When did you realize that you had the talent to play pro ball? Ooh. Okay. Um, I think. For, for a lot of people, it, it's kind of interesting. So you see a lot of guys, like you could be on a, a B team or a C team or whatever playing baseball growing up. And it really doesn't matter as long as you put in the hard work. Because I, I wasn't anything special growing up. I, I was shorter. I was, um, you know, I did throw super hard. And finally, I, I got the opportunity to really focus on my craft. I got a little bit taller. Uh, end up starting to throw a little bit harder. And then I started focusing on throwing strikes just to, to start out right out of the gate. And before I knew it, in uh, 
probably about 12, 13, 14 years old, my, my coaches only wanted to use me because they knew I wouldn't walk everybody. <laughs> so I started to get really good at pitching, and I thought, okay, maybe I can make a career out of this and maybe try and go and play uh, baseball in, in college or something or hopefully make you know a high school team, try and make varsity, things like that. So probably around that age, I figured maybe I might be a little bit better, um, better off going that route. Before I ask you the second fan question, we actually just got a comment from Stephen Valines who we had a while ago. He wants to know who is your best friend at the University of Kansas. Okay, so he wants me to say Stephen Valines. Is that that's probably what he's after, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he's a great guy. I'm excited. So he's with the Rangers again this year, so yeah. I get to hang out uh, with him again. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited to to host him on the Rangers now. It'll be a lot of, a lot of fun to see him. <laughs> The fan question I got was, it's not just like just about you, it's just in general, like about minor leagues. Why does it take about two to three years for minor leaguers to reach the bigs? Oh, gosh. If you're lucky, it's two to three years. If you're on a fast track, that's really, yeah. So it took me, it took me six, a little over six years. Uh, So it's a while. Um, Some guys are fast track. They, they know right away they're, they're top tier prospects. Um, and, and they can play. I think the biggest thing that um, you need is experience. Um, guys, will, guys will get used to playing, uh, you know, in low A, high A, rookie ball, or double A, and then each level you climb, it's a completely different breed. There's a lot of really good players, and you go from seeing 19, 20, 21-year-olds to seeing, you know, 25, 26, 27-year-olds, and uh, they're a lot more savvy. They understand the game a little bit more, and uh, it's kind of like a chess game out there, so you really have to just kind of learn your craft a little bit more as you go, develop your pitches, so that's probably why it takes a little bit more time than people realize. So this is just going to be our last question on this interview with the U.S., what are you looking forward to doing once COVID-19 ends? Oh, man. Um, probably probably going to the movies again. I think that's that's what I miss a lot is going to see movies and uh, just being out in, in public with people, you know, just being in a relaxed atmosphere. I feel like I see people in movies and stuff now where they're just close, and I can't believe, like, oh, how are they not wearing a mask right now? Yeah. It's just so strange, but. I hope you guys uh, are able to, to hang through this quarantine and all sorts of stuff and, um, you know, stay positive as best you guys can. And I think uh, once you guys are able to start seeing more sports and stuff come out of the, of the woodwork again, hopefully all this stuff starts to clear up. And I wish you guys the best. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And to all the listeners, please make sure to check out the podcast on Instagram at the underscore. Listen on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Wes. Have a great season. Thanks so much for guesting. And we had a great interview with you. Thank you. Peace.